Welcome to Whispers to a Bride, where we talk about the stuff no one else is talking about. We are going deep on the emotional aspects of getting married, the stress, drama, and turbulence that affects your own sense of identity and your closest relationships. We are talking about what it means to be a bride and how to navigate the sacred time with more grace and ease. I'm your host, Kara Gassabe. As a life coach and therapist, I'm going to be sharing super practical tips so that you can not only rise to the occasion of your wedding, but also your life. Hello, and welcome back to episode, I think, 114. But either way, it's called Part of Me. I just want to, before I jump into today's content, I just wanted to say I got the sweetest message. You guys are so, I'm just obsessed when you send me messages on Instagram telling me out of the blue how much this podcast has helped you. I just got like the sweetest message from a woman who was like, I listened to like 40 of your episodes as I was doing like a bunch of wedding errands right before my wedding day. And she's like, I really attribute your podcast to my ability to like stay calm, stay present and really take in the day and enjoy it in a way that I know I couldn't have without listening. And I mean, that is just the sweetest thing and such a great, just sort of pick me up. Sometimes I'm like recording these and I'm like, feels like you're just sort of speaking into the oblivion, right? Speaking into the void, but it's so, so sweet to get those messages. So I just want to thank all of you guys who send them, take the time to actually do that. You know, I know what it's like. I listen to so many podcasts and I'm just like, you never feel like you sending a message matters, but oh my gosh, to me, it matters so much. And I appreciate it. And it just reminds me if you can share those sentiments on Apple, just leave a quick review, one sentence, rate it with the stars, whatever. It just, it goes so long because Everybody has such limited time, especially when you're planning your wedding. When you're looking for a podcast, you want to know that like it's the real deal and there's something useful and it's worth it. And I think just having some good reviews really helps people feel like, okay, this is worth me checking out in a time in our lives where attention span and just bandwidth is that we're just maxed out. I know I am. So again, thank you so much to you guys for really just supporting me and doing this. It's so cool when it lands the people it needs to land with. So I just could not start without saying that. But today I wanted to talk to you about something that's been on my mind a lot. And that is this idea of parts. And if you're not familiar, you know, I have my MSW. So I'm very interested in all sort of therapeutic models. And right now, what's been on my mind a lot is this idea of IFS or internal family systems. It's been around since the 80s, but right now it's just we're really having a moment. It's funny. There are trends in therapy as well as weddings. And it's founded by a guy named Dick Schwartz. And you can look it up and you'll see a lot about it. I'm sure you've even heard about it just out there if you're in any of these sort of self-help or therapy circles. But it's just this idea. You might remember if you're like me, when we used to talk about like multiple personality disorder and it would be these people with like all these different personalities and it was very strange and like weird. And now basically the thinking is we all have multiple different sub personalities inside of us. So we have these, and they call them parts, right? There's these little parts in all of us. And the idea is that you have a self, right? That's your like sort of most evolved, like your best energy, your most sort of present 
evolved self. That's the self. And then you have lots of different parts of you. And a lot of these subpersonalities can appear to us to be like bad parts, but there are under this IFS model, there are no bad parts. All the parts of your personality are good. They are in service to your survival and to your evolution, but it can feel like they're very dramatic parts of yourself or exiled parts of yourself. And these are parts of yourself that were, you know, wounded in childhood or that there wasn't space for in your family. And so that part of you kind of had to be pushed to the background, or if it was a trauma, it was sort of like a way to deal with the trauma when you're in childhood, there's no way to deal with it. And so it just becomes a part of you that is then pushed to the side or pushed down. And then you'll even have parts of you that are protecting those really tender parts of you. So it's like you have all of these sub personalities and the therapy now is trying to get people to be in touch with their parts. And once you sort of let them up and speak and integrate into the rest of you, they're much easier to manage instead of just this idea. You hear a lot right now out about triggers, right? And the trigger is basically speaking to this idea of like somebody says something or you see something or something happens and it triggers this part of you that is in an extreme reactionary mode because it hasn't been tended to in your regular sort of psychological experience of your life. And so these parts don't react in the way that the rest of you would act, right? They come out from nowhere and make you have these like reactions that you're like, don't even recognize about yourself. So we all have this to lots of different varying degrees, right? Parts of ourselves that like, we don't even, that are, we don't even know that we're not connected to, right? You could have sort of hidden talents and just different, lots of different parts of yourself that like, maybe you just aren't on your conscious awareness at all times. But I think it's so important, this idea of part of me. I just love that phrasing and that way of thinking because it happens so much in the bridal experience, right? We've talked about how we come to this wedding planning and there is a big identity crisis. And we've discussed how much of that identity crisis has to do with we are taking on the role of wife or partner. And in our society, the female experience, getting married to a male especially there's just like this whole invisible set of norms and responsibilities and duties and expectations and just a whole framework that goes into it. Add on to that, the tradition of changing your name, which obviously would have pretty significant identity implications. So there's already a bit of an identity crisis happening that we have talked about. And it's real. Like when you get married, I remember once I got engaged at my job, like people started really projecting out like that I would quit my job or that I would do this because right, like the wife thing and then the mother thing and the whole thing can get really tricky. People just make all kinds of assumptions. And so quickly you almost lose the narrative on your own sort of narrative about what your life is, who you are, what you're doing, what this wedding means, what this marriage means, what this partnership is about. So anyway, that is all very much discussed on some of our other episodes. But there's this other like deeper, more complicated and very nuanced and personal identity crisis that I hadn't been able to really speak to in a way until I thought about bringing in this IFS lens and this idea of parts of you. And that's because as a woman planning a wedding, there's so many different competing parts of you approaching this 
event, right? There's the part of you that is seven years old and looks at this day as that Disney princess thing, right? Like as an achievement, as having gotten the golden ring. Somebody even was saying in a session the other day that it was like the pinnacle of their life. Like it was the goal. It was the finish line. It was like, and they lived happily ever after. Like there's a big part of our, and it can be very subconscious. You can be like, of course, I'm not that Disney trope princess girl, but like it's in your consciousness somewhere. There's a part of you that's that. There's the part of you that is keeping up with the Insta girlies, the part of you that is like comparing yourself to the sorority sisters, like her wedding had this, I got to have this, right? That keeping up with the Joneses, being part of the pack, being on trend, right? There's the part of you who's like, I want to be like with it and in it and like doing sort of the right thing just as part of my cohort going through this experience. That's very much a part of you that you can feel pulled into this. There's the part of you that maybe wants to be the good daughter and do execute this with your mother in a certain way, or the part of you who's like super pragmatic and is like, wow, this just makes no sense to spend this amount of money on an eight hour day when we want to buy a house or we have these other financial goals and she's in there. And so you can see how so quickly there's a lot of different parts of you and they have like different agendas and different very deeply entrenched desires and goals and beliefs and longings. And that's how you can end up sort of halfway through wedding planning and be like, I don't even recognize this event. I don't recognize myself, right? That's where this whole bridezilla that people are like, I don't even know who I am right now, let alone the people around me. And that's because often there are just so many parts of you vying for a seat at the table and wanting to be heard and needing to be defended and be right and be seen. And that is just the thing I think that can be so exhausting and overwhelming and disorienting and also just kind of depressing about this time in your life because you're just like, what is my deal? Why can't I find my footing in this moment and figure out who I am, what I stand for, what I care about, what my priorities are, right? We talk about that there's all these other people involved and that is a huge piece of the pie. But it mostly, the reason that that is so hard to manage is because there's so many pieces of you that are like also in conflict and that you can't feel completely settled and grounded in which one you're letting lead at any point Are we going pragmatic? Are we going Pinterest girly? Are we going like break the internet? Are we going good daughter? Are we going traditional? Are we going avant-garde? Like, what are we doing? Because they're all like real parts of you. And I think that there, again, there's also the part of you that it, that has the trauma of a parent's divorce or just the intergenerational stuff that just is in us so deeply. And we often just don't realize it or recognize it until an event like this, where it just like brings all these narratives up and these histories and these darker, harder to deal with things that we just didn't see coming. And so having all of these conflicting parts and voices going on inside your own head is a huge emotional drain in the wedding planning. And I think that if you're like me, you seek alignment, you seek cohesion, you seek clear, focused, 
effort. I want to know who I am, where I'm going, why it matters. And yet this is the moment you need that more than ever, right? Because there's so much money at stake and there's so much exterior drama. And yet this is the moment where like internally you're like the most chaotic. And this idea of the parts I think could help so, so much. If you can just acknowledge that, you know what? Part of me is wanting to just have the best wedding of all my friends and have that moment to really show them that like, I'm the coolest or I'm the most impressive or I really do fit in or I somehow made it, right? You can say to me, there's part of me that's like this. There's also the part of me that's like, does not really care about this and feels like it's kind of an antiquated thing and wants to put all my money into this house that we're buying or a move or a new business venture that we want to invest in or whatever. And just acknowledging that there are those parts, I think is just so helpful. Because it doesn't mean something's wrong with you that you can't just like pick one note and stay on it. You can see that like, gosh, I've got lots of different parts and they all kind of like want a piece of this wedding. And I can kind of bring myself into what's called the self mode, right? Your most evolved, best version of yourself that is the manager of all your parts. So there is the part of you that can rise above, right? That's not stuck in the fray that can rise above and be like, okay, I see that. I see childhood romantic version. I see super practical. I see stressed out daughter who wants to stick with the family traditions and please parents. I see all of these parts. I hear them. And the more you give the parts of you just a little sense of acknowledgement, then they calm way down and they won't like derail you and like send you into like some weird spending frenzy because like you were up too late and over-caffeinated, over-stressed and thought you could just like buy your way into a sense of peace, right? That part of you that was like, I am just going all out on this consumerism and impress everybody. And then somehow I'll get that dopamine hit of feeling like I did the thing. You're going to be less hijacked by your parts if you give them all some space. I think one of the best ways to do this is to just journal, to get everything out. You can do it verbally. You can do it in writing. You can, however you can do it, I think it's just give some space, give some airtime to all the parts of you that don't make any sense. They're going in a million different directions, but they're all in there. And so you can acknowledge, yeah, all of this is in me and it's okay because I can manage it. And then you can make decisions from there and not feel like this is a part of my girls who get really wrapped up in the indecision. Like I bought this dress and the next day I should have bought this dress and then I returned this dress and I couldn't like. You're never going to get it perfect, but you can acknowledge all of the competing demands and priorities and desires that are inside of you by saying like, oh yeah, part of me really wanted this and a part of me really wanted that. And then when I kind of stood back and looked at it all, I went this way. And there's just a piece in acknowledging, yo, yeah, part of me wanted to spend all our money and go into all the debt and have the party of the year. And part of me just really wanted to just go and elope and not fuss with any of this and allow yourself to have that. And don't make it mean you're wrong or chaotic or confused and unmoored and don't know who you are. That's not what it means. It means that you're acknowledging the different parts of you. And I think it's so, so helpful. It will also be very helpful in your relationship when you are in conflict with your spouse to be able to say, part of me hates you right now. And not make it that you're confused about whether you love this person or not. 
you absolutely can love that person. And the part of you that is being most called on in that conflict is very, very upset and unregulated and unhinged and wants to go for broke. And, but if you can say part of me, that helps your partner realize we're not just doing this black and white, all or nothing. Yesterday we were all good. And today we're disaster, right? It just keeps us out of the extremes. And that's what our parts will do is they'll try to take over and pull us in these extreme ways, right? Because they're sort of, they're just not quite evolved as the rest of our self is. And they'll hijack you and they'll hijack your relationship and pull you out of your character and out of your best intentions. And it's okay. It's a, it's being triggered. It's normal. But I just find the phrase part of me, it just brings down that reactivity and that sense of like, well, shoot, I was really, really angry. And now I need to marshal all of my resources to like make myself right and continue down this path. Instead, it's like, I know this isn't all of me, but part of me is real freaked out about this. Part of me is really scared about this. Part of me is offended about, like, it just gives you room and it gives you space and it gives you flexibility because if we can just cater to that part and get it calms down, then we can be back in our normal operating procedure from there. So just, I want you to think about this idea of part of me as just a way to let yourself feel less crazed and confused about who you are by acknowledging these different parts and also in your relationships. So with your spouse, but also as you're seeing your friends and family acting out of character, it's because part of them, right, is really being, I hate to always use the word triggered, but being like called out and overrepresented because of what weddings do for us, right? They just tap into all different nostalgic, historical, just all different reasons cultural and financial and just there's so many things that it taps into it just pulls out a part of us and makes us sort of act maybe a little bit out of character and so you can help your conversations with your friends and family and even say like it seems like part of you is really obsessed with having this at the wedding and part of you seems really disengaged and just it just instead of saying like mom you're this friend you're doing that and just trying to use this idea that it's all of them and make it a real black and white issue. If you can say part of them, if you can own that part of you is doing this, I just think it's such a great and very real, right? This is evidence based, you know, therapeutic model way of looking at how our personalities interact with each other. It's really helpful. And again, you don't have to go to therapy to do this. I mean, it's awesome if you do. I have done some of that work and it's fascinating. But even just the concept, you don't need to go that deep to get the benefit that it's, yeah, you have lots of different parts and some of them are really tender and some of them are really wise and some of them are really scared and some of them are really socially conscious and some of them are really, really just deeply authentic to who you are and they're brave and they, but all of them are good and all of them are necessary and all of them have made you who you are. And so the more you can tune into all of them and take care of all your parts, the more you'll be able to operate from your best self and make your best choices, have your best relationships. And you'll know better what that looks like instead of part of you coming out and like kicking a friend off the group chat because she didn't show up at the bachelorette and all of that stuff, right? That's part of you probably that was triggered. That's that little girl who was always scared of being left off the guest lists in 
the seventh grade sleepover or the part of you who didn't have a date to prom, right? That part of you that is like, I will, you reject me. I will reject you harder, right? That wounded part of you. Again, not that we can't cut people out of our life, but we want to do it from our self, right? Our present self who is like, okay, I see this one part of me wants to do that. I can hear it and acknowledge it, but I don't have to be in, I don't have to be held captive to that one part and that wounded part. I can hear it. I can understand it and I can integrate that information and then make a decision from there. Again, this stuff is hard and on a daily basis to keep it in mind, but that's why I like to give you just this little phrase, part of me, just part of me. What does part of you think? What does part of you want to say? What does part of you know is true? And then you'll start to open up to the other parts of you. And then once you look at them all, you can go from there. So again, I don't want to go on too long. I don't even know how long it's been, but I've just found this really, really helpful. It's such a great framework for understanding yourself in your situation, in your relationships. So I hope that a part of me has helped a part of you today with this offering. And as you know, I am always here. I love my one-on-one clients. Biggest honor to serve you guys in these phone calls and give you that breathing space to let you hear yourself, let you get in touch with all of your sort of competing parts and then come up with the best way forward that is truest to who you are in your highest level as you are starting this new chapter in your life that demands your best self because it's hard. Until next time, I am wishing you nothing but bridal blessings.